Deutsche Welle. Learning by Ear. Listen up. Shape your future. Hello, hello everybody. Today in our globalization series we are going to talk about contract farming. About farmers who sign contracts with big multinational corporations. And we are heading for Limbe and Tiko, two villages southwest of Douala, the financial capital of Cameroon. Two villages where contract farming is common practice. So, fasten your seatbelts and let's get going. Mount Cameroon is 4,090 meters high and overlooks the Atlantic Ocean. There are banana, palm oil and rubber plantations. Here in Tiku, the plantations just go on and on forever. Many of the plantations at the foot of the mountain are run by the Cameroon Development Corporation or CDC. Maya Gottfried Che receives us in his office in Limbe. He is a statistician at the CDC. Yeah, as far as CDC, we have seven oil palms estates and we have two oil mills. We have a total of 11,729 hectares of matured area where we are harvesting now. Farming is becoming more and more intensive. The landscape around Tiku is changing. People who have, who planted their own plantations, they plant and they harvest their crop and they bring for us to buy. We buy it in tons. No, they are very important. They are very important because they boost our production. The palm nuts harvested by small producers are crushed at the CDC's oil factory. The CDC then exports the oil all over the world. The planters get a share of the profits in the form of farm machinery, for example. The downside, however, is that they are very dependent on the company. Let's hear what Gabriel Mbeni thinks. He is the president of the local farming union and the vice president of the Union of the Free Trade Unions of Cameroon. Actually, the smallholders, the small planters, who we call the small farmers, the farmers who depend on very small production, about one or two hectares, they produce and certainly may not even easily have a market to sell. And their loan market should be now these giant agro-industrial companies like the CDC. So basically there is an unequal balance of power between the company and small producers. Let's say that sometimes the relationship goes a bit sour. Let's listen to Thomas's story. My name is Nwe Toma. I used to plant palm oil fields, but the CDC stopped us. Thomas receives us in his yard in Tiku. He no longer goes to the fields with the other villagers. Ever since his problems with the CDC bankrupted him. At the beginning... Everything was fine. Like many farmers in the region, the young man signed a contract with the CDC. He agreed to sell all of his palm nut harvest to the company and the CDC guaranteed it would buy his harvest in return and provide him with new equipment. 
The problem is that when I delivered, they didn't pay me. Then I couldn't pay the people working in the fields. But they wanted to be paid when they left the fields in the evening. They wanted me to count what they had cut and give them the money. The CDC took three months to pay Thomas the money. He took out loans so he could pay his ten employees. Then the farmer decided to sell his palm nut to CDC's main competitor, Soka Palm. The CDC saw this as a betrayal and confiscated the equipment it had put at its disposal. Thomas claimed the CDC one night employed thugs to steal his harvest. He said the company had threatened him. In any case, his brother, who was his partner, left the business. But what are Thomas and his former employees doing now? Well, some of them are working for other employers, but most are living in misery. Today, times are hard. We are out of work. Some women are crying, asking how will the children survive. I can barely pay the rent. I'm a year behind and I can't pay. Thomas is likely to find it hard to find work again. But the farming unions are demanding that the big companies running the region's plantations allow farmers and villagers to profit too by building roads, for example, or subsidizing them so they can buy fertilizer and pay their workers. If I understand correctly, contract farming links farmers to the agrofood industry. Exactly. Big companies make deals with farmers and agree to buy their whole harvest. That way, the companies know they will have enough raw materials. Does contract farming only exist in Africa? Not at all. It all started out in the United States in the 1950s. Then it came to Europe, where it developed with the food industry. There's also contract farming in Asia. But how do small independent producers who have a family business, for instance, actually sign contracts with big multinationals? There are lots of support programs run by NGOs or the FAO, for instance. The FAO? The United Nations Food and Agricultural Organization. The FAO has a service called Agricultural Support Systems Division, which helps producers improve infrastructure and production techniques and enables them to access the international market so they can sell their products. Can farmers be forced to cultivate the same thing always? That's called monoculture. It means small farmers are forced to abandon their food-producing crops, which are destined for the local population or the family. Is there a form of agriculture which allows farmers to combine food-producing agriculture and industrial agriculture? It seems difficult. The models are so different but it is true that a combination would be ideal. So producers could eat enough and improve their working conditions by modernizing their production techniques? So long as they take the environment into consideration so that land and natural resources are not depleted.
that's all for today from us at Learning by Ear. Thank you for listening to this program about globalization and contract farming. A Deutsche Welle program produced by Henri Fotso and Sandrine Blanchard. To find out more or listen to the program again, go to our website at www.dw-world.de slash lbe. Goodbye for now and don't forget to tune in next time.